Hey, Dr. Craig Davies, we're here at Achieve Depth Radio, and today I'm joined by Ali Gilbert, who is the face and person behind Metabolic Golf and one of the partners in Greenwich DX Sports Lab in Greenwich, Connecticut, where they specialize in men's hormones. So Ali, a female, uh, one of the kind of leading experts today in men's hormones, and her clients have had great results, uh, you know, results you don't really see these days from most training programs, nutrition programs, because she really looks at how to optimize the endocrine system and hormones, including testosterone. You're going to hear her talk about morning chubbies. That's right. We're going to talk about sex in the mornings and why you're not having enough of it. Pretty much this whole thing breaks down to her love of deadlifts, espresso, and golf. And uh, if you're interested in your sexual performance, your physical performance, and golf performance, this is the episode for you. This is Ali Gilbert on Achieve Depth Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Achieve Depth Radio. These are the leading experts in energy, nutrition, water, health and human performance, fitness and personal medicine. If you're looking to maximize your mental, physical, athletic and professional performance, these are the experts for you. Achieve Depth Radio, this is not what's now, this is what's next. Hi, this is Dr. Craig Davies back with another episode of Achieve Depth Radio here at the World Golf Fitness Summit in Orlando, Florida. Uh, and I am joined today uh, by a really fascinating presenter. Uh, she presented with um, the topic of testosterone and men's health and hormone imbalance uh, here at the World Golf Fitness Summit. It was a really educational seminar. I'm very happy to have her on the show today. Her name is Allie Gilbert. She is a men's health uh, expert, fitness coach, out of Greenwich, Connecticut. And uh, Ali, I'm really excited to have you on the show. Thank you, Craig. I'm excited to be here today. Yes. Uh, I will say you're by far the best dress presenter I've seen so far <laughs> at this event. Well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. So, um, you know, one of the, the topics that seems to be a little bit uh, difficult for men to talk about, uh, a little bit easier, I think, for their female partners because they're not being satisfied at times. But men do not like to talk about things we're not good at or things that uh, we struggle with. And, you know, the general population today struggles at being what is traditionally being thought of as being a man. Um, and our bodies are changing. As you mentioned in your presentation, being a man today does not look the same as it did 30 years ago. Now, this is a part of the the reason I'm excited to have you on this episode today is because I work with a lot of athletes who travel around the world who are constantly putting their bodies into stressful situations. I work with a lot of corporate guys who do a lot of travel for business and just a lot of people who are running the gas tank empty all the time. And I feel like the information that you're going to be able to present to us uh, is going to help not only my clients, but everyone who's listening here, whether you're male or female, because the females need to get behind their guys, support them to be to take their manhood back. Now, how did you get into this field? So the clientele that I work with are predominantly men. And being a golf fitness professional, that seems to attract more men than women anyway. So the population that I have are the high-stress finance guys, similar to who you work with as well. And you, know, you tend to realize that they want to go hard all the time and that's what they do. And they are used to knowing everything about what they do at, a, at the workplace, but they really don't know exactly what to do health-wise. 
And men don't go to the doctor unless something is falling off or yeah. it's an erectile dysfunction issue. Absolutely. So if it's a sexual issue, yes, they're, they're going to the doctor. However, they're usually ashamed of that. And, and they've waited a long time. Let's be yes. honest. It's not like, <laughs> hey, today it didn't work. Uh, so I'm yeah. going to go to the doctor. It's like, you know, it's been a few months. It's been a problem. Mm -hmm. That's when it finally gets to the point where they go. Like, honestly, I have friends who have talked to me about some of these issues and they didn't talk to me the first day they had the problem. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So um, through nutrition coaching, you realize how important hormones are. And as fitness pros, you know, we have one hour with people and we can really control one variable, which is the fitness program. Right. But there are so many variables in the other 23 hours in somebody's life that really contributes to their success or lack thereof. And the lifestyle modifications that somebody can make on a positive level can do a lot to help them achieve what they want with more ease because everyone's coming to us overtraining, under eating, yep. you know, technology, stress, um, the environment being very estrogenic. So there's really no upside or way to win against this war. Right. So right. Yeah. No, we, we are living in by far the most stimulated generation in human history. It's nonstop. There's no like that so-called like drip of sympathetics. It's not a drip. Mm -hmm. The tap is open, right? Um, and as you said, the plastics are a major issue. And I'd like to talk a little bit about that um, because when I was, <laughs> I remember being an entrepreneur class in, in high school and we had this guy, Peter Petrushenko, I think was his name <laughs> is, the, my teacher. And he said two really important things that I wish I would have listened to him. One, he said that we're coming to a, I'm, I'm old. So he said, <laughs> we used to use money, right, back then. And he said, we're coming to a point in the next, I think he said five years, where you will no longer carry cash around, you just use a card. And we thought he was crazy, right? Cash has been around for thousands of years mm -hmm. in some form. And then number two, he says, you need to start thinking about, and I'm, I'm in high school, so I have no money, but he said, you need to invest in bottled water companies. And back then, that seemed preposterous to us because why would you pay for something that you can get for free to the tap, right? This mm -hmm. is what we did back in the day. So. Obviously, we now know that you cannot escape the world of bottled water. It is everywhere. And you talked about plastic specifically in your lecture here earlier today at the World Golf Fitness Summit. What are the negatives of having bottled water out of plastics? It doesn't matter what, how good the water is, as you mentioned, that you put into the plastic bottle. If you're drinking bottle, uh, water out of a plastic bottle, what, what, what's going on? What's happening? So there's these things called endocrine disrupting chemicals and our hormonal system is the endocrine system and specifically in plastics are xenoestrogens and what they do is basically bind to the hormone receptors in our body and act like estrogens and so it will make our body think it's pregnant whether you're a man or a woman and it, and it kind of throws everything off. So they Are you saying that the body of a male thinking it's pregnant is not a good thing? Correct. <laughs> okay. Okay. I just want to make sure I got that clear. <laughs> so they live in the plastic and, you know, I, I tell people all the time, if you have plastic water bottles that are in your car, they've been sitting in a hot car that, I mean, get rid of it right away. Yeah. You know, they just leach into, uh, the plat into the water and that's what we're drinking. And it's obviously a huge industry, but yeah. you've seen like, they're starting to make glass water, um, spring, Valley or Mountain Valley. Mountain Spring. Yeah. Mountain Spring, that's um, my favorite. One of the top. Yeah, it tastes really good. You could taste the difference because it doesn't have that chemical like aftertaste. Absolutely. Um, yeah. 
so yeah, that it's a it's a big issue in the Tupperware, you know, heating food up in Tupperware. So you really can't escape it unless you use stainless steel or plastic. So I mean, sorry, stainless steel or glass. I was like, okay. <laughs> um, so just let me make sure I get this correct, so people out there can understand. So if you're drinking water out of a plastic container, or I guess any liquid, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be water. Out of a plastic container, you have chemicals in there that mimic estrogen. Yes. So. As a man, if I'm consuming this, this is because even men have estrogen in their bodies, yes. right? But if I'm having excessive amounts, what is that doing? Is it, is it the ratio between the testosterone and the estrogen that's a problem? Or is it just the total amount of estrogen that's the issue? Um, it can be both. So if you want to get really nerdy science, mm -hmm. I mean, you, you have to de detoxify estrogen. So your body makes it and then you have to get rid of it. And what happens is when you have, let's call it a fake estrogen in your body, it may not be able to detoxify it as efficiently. And that does throw off the testosterone to estrogen ratio as well. And men's testosterone levels are declining at such a rapid rate, about 1% per year, that it really doesn't help the situation. Right, yeah. So it's um, a shame that you, you know we don't have anything that increases testosterone in a positive way. Right. Um, besides uh, testosterone itself. So. Yeah, and actually, that's one of the slides you put up in your presentation was um, how they have changed the standard of testosterone levels since I believe you said last year. Oh my year. God! Yeah. So yeah, now the acceptable levels of a male testosterone levels are no longer as high as they were mm -hmm. 10 years ago. That's correct. For a yeah. healthy population. Yeah. And it's such a wide range because, you know, it's anywhere from like 200 something nanograms per deciliter, which is the measure measurement to like 1100, depending on the lab. Yeah. And why different labs have different ranges makes no sense. It's the same species. But that is a very large range. So if I tell you like I squat 250 versus like, yeah. hey, I squat 1100, like, yo. There's that, a bit of a difference big. there. So that's actually the average of all of America, which is all of the sick people, fat people. Yeah, like. if any population, honestly, if any population you want to study to figure out a law of averages and figure out what not to do, it'd be our population, right? Because mm -hmm. the average mm -hmm. person in America is not healthy. Let's be honest. No. <laughs> Let's be honest. You know, it's funny. So I saw that slide go up. So I, I pulled up my, um, my last blood results, which were from... Uh, December of 2017, I think the ones I had on my phone, and the limits, the boundaries they put on the testosterone levels, because I hadn't actually looked at the bottom levels on that, was 240. Ugh. I'm thinking, why would you possibly think that's healthy to be at 240 or 250? You know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and if you're at 249 right. and you're 35 years old, your doctor will be like, well, you're in range. Well, and you know what? That is part of the problem. I, I try to express this to people all the time. You know, whether you're back home in Canada or here in the U.S., most doctors have a very limited amount of time that they have to spend with each mm -hmm. client, right? And so they get these blood reports and they'll look and you get bold letters of the, the numbers that fall outside the kind of the standard zone of health. But if you were someone, you know, we'll talk testosterone specifically. If you were someone three years ago who was 800 and then two years was... 720 and then today you're 285 and you're still but you're in the healthy zone your doctor if they don't look at your old numbers they're going to say you're still fine mm -hmm. but that's a massive issue and i think one of the important aspects of taking ownership of your own health is being able to look back at your own numbers and having someone that you can talk to like yourself um or someone who is competent in looking at numbers and not just looking at the absolute values, but can also look at the trends that's mm -hmm. happening in your body. Um, 
because you don't want to wait until you fall to 150 before someone actually does yeah, something for and you. That's right? actually quite a common number too. It's oh, bad. Is it really? Yeah, there, there's guys that present with that, and um, you know, it's almost unethical not to give somebody testosterone right away just to get them up and going. Yeah. And if somebody's levels are that low and they're training hard and everything, I say, you know, there's no point really to train as hard as you are yeah. because you can't recover. Yeah. So you have to kind of lay off a little bit. And sick care is very different from optimal care. Yes. So they're saying it's okay to be in the average. So it's not that you're op optimal and you want to feel good. You want to feel at your best. Mm -hmm. And because doctors have limited time with people, they treat the paper. They look at the paper and they want to get you in this arbitrary range right. where it really should be about your symptoms and yeah. how you feel and what's going on. Because, you know, some men have test levels of 400 and feel awesome and no symptoms. And some guys have test levels of 800 and they feel awful. So right. it's really a very delicate balance. I'm so glad you said that. I, I had a conversation, you know, pretty much just before we got on here with Mark Blackburn and we were talking specifically about coaching um, athletes mm -hmm. and how currently we have a lot of the young uh, teachers in golf who are coaching to numbers, coaching to technology, right? So they want to try to get people in this zone, but without actually looking at the individual that they're working with. So it's kind of similar to what happens a lot of times with these lab results is like you said, they're just, as long as you're in this zone, you're, you're good to go, yeah. right? But that's not the individual. But you know, this kind of uh, situation is becoming more and more common. In fact, it's probably the norm now to be sort of hormone imbalanced versus being in a, in a thriving environment uh, internally. So what are some signs that people at home, uh, some males specifically obviously, might be experiencing who have absolutely no idea that the crappy life they're living is due to a hormone imbalance? So what would they experience? What would be some of the things that they would be day to day showing? Um, increase lethargy is one. So indifference to sex, um, when men turn down sex, I think that's a problem. That's a big one. Yeah, that's a big issue. So not waking up with a morning erection, you know, here and there is, well, you know, sometimes you're stressed, sometimes you drank a lot the night before and yeah. then that is normal. But when it starts to become a frequent thing, yeah, then that is a sign that something's off. Um, sleep is just so all over. So let me just interrupt you for a yeah. second. So you're saying that normal human, yes. normal male human should be waking up in a situation where they're interested in having sex right away. Yes. Boners are normal. Okay. Okay. <laughs> just making sure it's out there. Yes. And, um, you know, increased body fat in certain places where women have it, like the hips and the thighs, and maybe they're getting man boobs and yeah, man um, boobs are no good. Lack of focus, yeah. you know, and all these things are very similar to depression. So, you know, depression can be a symptom of hormone imbalance. Right. And yet we're over prescribing antidepressants. And so yeah. doctors aren't trained or I should say the sick care model is not um, doesn't have a protocol for somebody coming in with these complaints to test their hormones. They just give them antidepressants. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that is literally what the, the vast majority of the population right now, it seems like they're on some sort of antidepressant. I know pain levels tend to go up on people who are, are struggling with these type of symptoms from an mm -hmm. endocrinology standpoint. And then they go on, you know, Oxycontin and all these other issues because their body is not in a position to heal itself appropriately. Right. So, First thing we talked about is plastics and the negative impact that they're going to have on our internal health. 
that's hard to get around, right? But yeah. there are things you can do. And we yep. kind of skipped over that. I want to kind of head back to that a little bit. What do you recommend people do, especially if, you know, one thing if you're traveling, that's it's important to understand that. But day to day, we're traveling from our house to other places and everyone's concerned about what's in our tap water. Mm -hmm. So if, if it's me and I'm living here in Orlando and I'm just working locally, what are some things that you would recommend I do to make sure that I have good sources of water available to me at all times? Florida has the worst water, yes, it by does. the way. <laughs> it's, unfortunately, it killed both of my cats with kidney disease. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, getting a good water filter or something with activated charcoal in it okay. would be good. So that's one of the keys you want to look for. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And a shower filter as well. And, you know, otherwise, um, it's really it's tough. You can test for heavy metals and toxics if you want to do a urine test. But... The water filter is very important. And okay. a lot of people, they don't do that. No, no, they definitely don't or do that. Or just buy glass. So you're going to put in a, um, a system at your house to make sure your water, especially here in, in Florida, mm -hmm. make sure your water is, is You can do a whole up. house system, and they're not really that expensive at all. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to go out. I'm going to make put it in a glass bottle. Mm -hmm. uh, you said, obviously, a metal bottle is also good. Now, if I'm, if I'm looking at I have good, clean water, What's my sleep requirements? You know, if seven I, to nine hours, seven to nine hours. So what if I can only get six in on a regular basis? Is that a big deal? Try harder. Try harder. <laughs> so it's, you think it's that important to get my sleep? It in. really is. I don't like people to train on less than seven hours of sleep. Okay. And it's, it's really hard, but I say, you know, try going to bed 15 minutes earlier every week. Um, and by bed, just get in bed and mm -hmm. then put the phone down, create, a good environment for sleeping a cold room a dark room you know invest in a co comfortable mattress because it's also about the quality of sleep you're getting as well right. what's wrong with my phone I, like i got business calls and stuff to take right before bed so you have to you have to set a limit yeah because this is your health and um the blue light in phones are yeah. very stimulatory and so what happens is that releases hormones that think oh fight or flight i need to run away from a bear so the light so, off the phone's doing that yes okay and it suppresses your melatonin which is the sleep hormone and it messes with the sleep wake cycle mm -hmm. and they've found that dysregulated melatonin and cortisol levels can lead to carcinogenic effects so. yeah no that all sounds terrible okay so if i can only get five hours sleep for the next week but i I want to come see you and train. Mm -hmm. What's what's going to be the issue with that? Like, I'm, it's not really a week isn't going to affect my testosterone levels, right? Oh yeah, one night of sleep, one it'll night of plummet sleep. it. Hmm. One night and it will make you more insulin resistant. So that's why when we are sleep deprived, we crave sugary foods. Yeah. And chocolate and stuff. Which doesn't lead to success either, no. right? Yeah, and I'll have guys who come in, and I'm not going to, you know, say I have actually sent home some people. Right. who have come in like destroyed and I'm just like this is not going to be a quality session go home yeah because um, you can do more damage than good obviously correct right? yeah and there also is some um, benefit to understanding that somebody comes in that delicate you know you're not going to do a 3RM squat day yeah like that will just destroy the person so but that's supposed to be my do, workout on Tuesdays I'm supposed to be doing that you got to modify it <laughs> on the fly so like what I do some of my guys is I'm like all right today's going to be short it's going to be intense but short because it's the duration that will kill people farther so with a little bit of short intense circuit you can increase growth hormone and that will help recovery a little bit okay but you keep the cortisol at bay by not going too long. You know, so I know that everything everything is individual specific, but if you're talking about a short session, you know, what kind of time frame are we looking at for that? 
30 minutes, okay. 40 minutes max. Okay. You know, people, you know, they need to feel like they've been in the gym for like 45 minutes to get their money's worth. Right. So you can make your warm up, you know, longer, but you know, it makes them feel like they did something. And then it also allows them to train hard when they come back. Yeah. Because if they d get destroyed, then, you know, they're, they're not really going to feel that great next session. And it is a learning curve and it's an educational thing. And I have fought with these guys because they think like, I'm tough. You should be yeah. proud of me that I came to the gym. And yes. I'm like, no, you're an idiot. But I don't <laughs> say that to their face. Yes. So uh, it's like, you so understand. Now, they, now they're going to know. Yeah. I'm like, honestly, <laughs> it's like you will lose more fat if you go home and go to bed. Yes. But and, and that's actually, again, back in your presentation, you were showing uh, some images of uh, a one guy who looked aesthetically like he's in incredible shape. And you were talking specifically about him just going out and moving and walking mm -hmm. and the benefits of that. So, you know, one of the things I talked about briefly in my um, lecture yesterday was how our immune system is based upon movement. It doesn't work if you don't move. Your right. lymphatic system doesn't work. Um, so you get toxic buildup and especially people who sit for 23 hours a day or lying down sleeping and then going mm -hmm. to work and sitting and then they accumulate all this toxic load in the lymphatic system and then they go out and hammer a workout for an hour mm -hmm. and all of a sudden these toxins are released throughout their whole body. They break down their tissues and then they just go sit again. Yeah. You know, and so one of the things you mentioned was the, the need to get a significant number of steps in per day. Yeah. Uh, and it was, you, you also mentioned that it was more important to take multiple short breaks throughout your day where you can go out and start moving um, versus just doing that one workout per day. Now, what are the benefits of just getting out and moving from like a hormone level? So I don't know. You're probably like me, like any fitness professional. If I sit to do work for like an hour, I, I like hate my life. Like, like right now. Yeah. And then all of a sudden <laughs> it's like, you know, hunger is like, oh yeah, I'm hungry, but you're not, you know? Yeah. So your body is so thrown out because it's like, oh, maybe you're hibernating. Like your body doesn't know. Um, and you know, excessive cardio is still something that's very popular, but walking is not necessarily cardio. It's moving as yeah. we're, you know, evolved. So it has no impact on hunger. Whereas if you did excessive cardio, it does. So it does not increase cortisol or the mm -hmm. hunger hormones. It actually increases insulin sensitivity and lowers cortisol. And that is hugely beneficial for everybody who's in the stressed out state because sitting for prolonged periods does not regulate your appetite, but right. getting up, moving around, you know, when people say go for a short walk, it boosts your energy levels. You don't believe that until you actually do it. Yeah. You know, no, no so it, it's such a big thing. Cause I say to people, just don't destroy yourself for 30 minutes after a day of sitting, like just walk. Yeah. You know? I know we got a question from the audience here. <laughs> yeah. For example, I do a lot of editing. So sometimes I stay sitting for five hours. Mm -hmm. So the question yeah. uh, from G, who's my producer working behind the scenes here, uh, he's stating that he edits for hours and hours at a time, and he's wondering if there's a benefit for him, benefit for him getting up and moving during this process. Totally. I like that process, the <laughs> Canadian accent. Um, even if you get up and do like a three-minute bodyweight squat, some push-ups, that has some benefit, 100%. There's also, I don't know what they're called, but they're like ellipticals that you pedals that you put under your desk oh, right, a lot right. of people do that if you can you know do two things at once i can't do that so <laughs> <laughs> um but that helps but it, it will also help you focus a lot better too perfect now okay so we talked about 
you know, getting up in the morning, not being able to have a morning wood, probably signs of low testosterone, probably having imbalances where you have low cortisol levels in the morning, um, higher at nighttime, throwing off your sleep. Even if you're getting enough sleep, if you're not getting, as you said, good quality mm -hmm. sleep, that's not great. Now, I enjoy a nice cup of black coffee. Mm -hmm. Is, what, what's your opinion? Do I have problems if I'm having my coffee in the morning? Do you have problems? That's a personal question. Yeah, I definitely have problems. There's <laughs> um, no doubt about that. You know, coffee has a lot of health benefits. It's the stuff people add to it that's really the problem. So, you know, if you're adding whatever, almond milk and like a natural sweetener, you know, let's assume that. Is coffee bad? Not necessarily. I don't have a problem with it in the morning. Um, I think drinking water also with it will help in the morning. I drink coffee yeah. every morning. It's the concurrent coffee with other stuff throughout the day that ends up being an issue. Okay. So if it's like eight to 10 cups, that could be a problem. Yeah, that's that's probably not ideal yeah. for sure. That's, that happens on the road sometimes. You know, so. genetically, <laughs> there's the, uh, the snip that people have where it's a slow, meta, uh, slow up, slow metabolizing or fast with caffeine. So it is very genetic too. Yeah, and you know, like my, my wife, she has never craved coffee, like it's, never been something that she's been into and then she went out and, and when she got tested it showed her like do not drink coffee yeah. in essence right yeah. like her body just knew but for tea she just loved tea and and that was one of the things that was recommended actually for her if she was feeling a little bit low but uh you're right there's definitely a genetic component um to all of that yeah okay so i, I got, make one more statement yeah, about so coffee is one of the most heavily sprayed crops too yeah, I know. so it's very important to get non-toxic like Starbucks is so bad, but I will have it once in a while. Um, but like organic coffee, yeah. you know, stuff that hasn't been sprayed because it has the most benefit nutrient wise. Um, but otherwise it contains mycotoxins and mycotoxins are mold estrogens. Mm. And the same thing that, you know, uh, while I'm at it, rice, stuff that's been stored on a shelf, yeah. you know, if it's not fresh or frozen, develops mold mycotoxins. So, yeah. It's like we can't just eat, breathe, or move. No, they've, it's literally these horrendous companies that we're going to look back at down the road and realize that they have absolutely destroyed not only our planet but our population. Mm -hmm. um, I have one of my favorite shirts. Uh, is a shirt I got in Hawaii, and it says Evict Monsanto, and I love that <laughs> shirt because that, that like company that. is terrible. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I, I, I had a slide on house. them. I don't know if you saw it. <laughs> it was you know, the, about the glyphosate and all the food and everything. Yeah. And they have 4,000 lawsuits against them right now. Mm -hmm. And the guy who won, it was like 286 million. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I'm hoping that sets a precedent. You know, I, one of the things they checked all the wines in California and every single wine they tested for was positive for that. Oh, every awful. single one. And then you, you uh, put up a slide or you talked about it might not have been that one. It might have been a different chemical. I'm trying to remember now, but it was t looking at the cows, I believe, and the levels of uh, chemicals in the cows. Yeah. There was um, a study done on feedlot cows where they found 700,000 nanograms per deciliter of uh, atrazine. 700,000? Yes. And so what is an acceptable level? So 3,000 is the legal limit in our drinking water, and it takes 200 to convert a male frog into a female frog. Okay, 200 convert a male frog into a female frog. Somehow our government, probably through lobbying, 
has decided that 7,000. 700. 700 mm. nanograms. 700,000. 700,000 yeah. in our food is okay. Is okay. And this is also legal only in the U.S. Yeah, there's a lot of things only legal here. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Okay, so if, if my cows are full of this nasty chemical from grain lots, mm -hmm. what can we do as a normal human living in this country to mitigate our exposure to this? Source out or look for farms that don't use any of this stuff, that have grass-fed, grass-finished cattle, um, because you can definitely taste a difference. Yeah, no question. The hormones accumulate in the fat of these animals, and also 90% of the cattle are injected with antibiotics, So, and that's grain-fed. So that's awesome. it's really important to know where your food comes from because, you know, beef is actually probably the most densely nutrient-oriented um, food. I eat a lot of red meat, probably four to five times a week. Yeah. But you have to know where it comes from, and you'll spend a little more money. But it's worth it because then you don't end up sick. Yeah, no. So. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much money you have if you're sick, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, okay. So we got drinking water out of um, filtered water using activated charcoal out of glass metal containers. Uh, we're not eating grain-fed cattle. Mm -hmm. We are trying to get how much sleep? Seven to nine hours? Seven to nine hours. Okay. If we're not getting our seven to nine hours sleep, we're not crushing ourselves in the gym. Mm -hmm. We're going for walks. We're just moving. We're doing short sessions, getting our body just moving and doing normal things. What are some one or two other keys that the average person, average male at home can do to improve their, their lifestyle, their performance and everything yeah. like that? Um, lift something heavy two to three days a week at least. Yep. So my four things are lift heavy two to three days a week, walk 10,000 steps, sleep seven to nine hours. And then if you're a candidate for hormone replacement, then that could be a good idea as well. Because the issue a lot of guys have with that is it will, yes, suppress your endogenous yeah. testosterone, but it's not going up. You're telling me to take steroids. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that brings us to a point where I'd like to talk about some of the work you're doing um, back home, mm -hmm. okay? <clears throat> because one of your key f focuses, obviously, is improving men's health, right? How are you going about doing this back home? So um, I work remotely as well as locally. So, you know, I do a full food log with all my guys to see what they're eating. I do lifestyle uh, discussion, whether it's online, it's a questionnaire. If it's local, you know, I sit and just talk with them just to understand what their lifestyle is like versus arbitrarily like, oh, this is going to be your workout program based right. on your goals. Um, usually all the goals are aesthetic, and a lot of that can be achieved much better and quicker if they can adapt a healthy lifestyle. So with that, I will encourage them to get lab work done when necessary. It's not like right away. It's not, you know, I need labs before we can train or whatever. Right. Um, but, you know, in my consults, they'll send me whatever they've had done, or I can send them there's uh, – tons of companies online that will ship a kit to you okay and then you can have that interpreted by a medical professional or i can interpret it however i have doctors that will interpret for yeah. me so um and then that way you know if i think oh you know what it is a good idea for testosterone replacement you know have that conversation with yeah. your doctor um but let's see what we can do lifestyle first because if your lifestyle is crap testosterone is not going to fix that 
So some people think, oh, it's you know my fix. I can just take that and I'll get jacked and I'll feel better. You know, you'll feel a little bit better, um, but you're actually dumping a medication on a poor lifestyle, and you're going to end up needing more testosterone and more testosterone, and that isn't necessarily going to serve you very well. Right. So you have to clean up the lifestyle. You have to work out. You have to eat right, and then the aesthetic will follow. So right. I think one of the misconceptions a lot of people are going to have at home because a lot of people get blood work done yeah you know myself obviously included and the issue is most people when they do blood work testing don't necessarily test completely so mm -hmm. they're they're testing only fragments of this picture and you know one of them you're looking at just total testosterone levels or whatever it is that they're looking at what are some of the specific assessments that you want to see in the blood work in order to get a full picture because sick care does not really want to be complete and a lot of insurances won't cover it so i tell people all the time i said use your health insurance for when you're sick or you've got some something that requires surgery or a disaster otherwise everything should be out of pocket and you should advocate for your own health and just expect that and once you expect it it's not so much a financial burden as it is an investment in your health. So a lot of the times, yes, I'll get like half blood work where it's, you know, like you said, a complete blood count and then it's like maybe testosterone. So you want to get total testosterone. You want to get free testosterone. You want to get... Can you explain the difference just because people at yeah. home are, are my Total not is the total number. Free is the usable form in the body. So free is kind of what contributes more to... Uh, your ability to recover and train hard and feel better. Um, total testosterone doesn't really mean much by itself. Also estrogen. And there's a test for men that is specific for estrogen. So they have to get what's called an ultra-sensitive um, estrogen test. For women, they get a regular estrogen test. But it's so common for men to be tested with the women's estrogen test. And it actually comes out higher. Okay. And the problem with that is that then you can be prescribed a medication to block that when you don't really need it. Gotcha. And that comes with a whole host of issues. Then you want a complete thyroid panel, which is more than just TSH. It's TSH, T4, T3, free T4, free T3, reverse T3, because the thyroid is really the master gland and it controls all metabolism and relates heavily to testosterone levels as well. And then I think it's good to get cardiovascular and then, you know, the other sex hormones, LH, FSH, which produce sperm and testosterone to see if those are turned on, um, progesterone, prolactin, you know, yeah. I like to be very thorough with DHEAS, uh, to see the conversion. If it, you know, if there's a conversion problem, then there's other tests you can run that are urine based. Yeah. So, but just to get a preview, at least get free total tests, thyroid and then estrogen. Yeah, and, and most people, when you get your blood right, that's not what it looks like. They don't get mm -hmm. all of those in their assessment. And so I think a lot of people who are at home might be under the assumption that their testosterone levels are okay. One, because it fit into the normal bracket, right? So their doctor said, hey, you're good to go. Mm -hmm. um, number two, they only measure total testosterone. So we don't have an understanding what their free testosterone is like. Um, and then number three, they're just waking up every day feeling crappy and they think it's because their bed's not comfortable. Yeah. So they go out and buy a new bed, right? Which yeah. is not great. So, okay, so if I'm gonna, if I don't live near you. Yeah. 
but I'm tired right now. I'm, I'm just, I'm not excited to uh, see my wife in the morning or it doesn't matter <laughs> if my wife or anybody, yeah. you know, I'm not getting up in the morning. How, how do I get a hold of you? How, what, what's, what's the process look like for this? Um, so my website, which is ali-gilbert.com, A-L-I. Um, I have a men's and women's consultation form that they fill out. And then upon purchase of the consult, you'll receive email prompts to fill out a food log and instructions on you know what to do and what to have as well. Okay, perfect. And so I fill out these forms, we get them over to you. Mm-hmm. I'm living in Los Angeles, for example. So we schedule a call, and then the call lasts about an hour. You know, we go through everything, food log, if you have labs, great, don't need them, lifestyle, what are your goals, and then I make some suggestions. And then from there, we can continue to do online coaching, or if you're good, then, you know, go do your thing, implement what I tell you, see how that works. Okay, perfect. So that sounds awesome. Now. I can't let you go before I ask some very basic <laughs> things, right? Yes. There's a few basic questions that I think are mandatory for people at home to know, regardless of whether they can come see you or not. Mm-hmm. So you talk about nutrition a lot. I've heard mm-hmm. it in our talk here. I've heard it when you're talking up on stage, and I've seen some of the other material you've put out. What are some foods you like? I just need to stay away from? If I'm a guy, I should not be eating, or if I'm going to eat it, needs to be very sparingly. Soy. Soy. So soy is no yeah. good. Soy is a big one. Um, unless it's fermented soy, then it's okay. What are some examples of that? So, uh, there's certain brands, like I don't even buy it, so, yeah. but I know it exists. It exists. Okay. But like the soy sauce in Japan is fermented, so that's why they don't have problems, but not in the U.S. Um, gotcha. So that's a big one. Flax seeds. So flax oil is different. The way flax seeds are broken down in the gut, if you have good, good gut integrity, then it can be okay, but nobody really has good gut integrity right. thanks to uh, glyphosate and Monsanto. Um, <laughs> you know, and you know, dairy tends to just bother people, and that's when a lot of the uh, hormones kind of accumulate in the full-fat dairy that is non-organic or grass-fed dairy. Yeah. So, so no f- limit my flax for sure. Pretty much no to soy. Mm-hmm. Um, and dairy is probably not ideal for most people. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what are, is there any foods you're saying that I need to have in my diet? So anything that has a high zinc uh, content, so oysters are a big one. That's why they're an aphrodisiac, because they help. If you have a zinc deficiency, then it can actually raise test levels. Uh, meat, red meat, grass-fed, grass-finished, whatever, um, has a lot of zinc in it as well. So healthy fats, fish, salmon, with the omega-3s, because um, that helps cholesterol levels and we need cholesterol to make hormones. I thought having high cholesterol was not good for you. Depends on what's high. So now, according to our conventional medicine, as soon as somebody goes to a one, it's like statin prescription right away. Uh, that's a joke. So it depends on everything else. It's like, all right, your cholesterol is 220. Okay, but what are your LDL levels? What are your VLDL levels? Like, you know, me personally, I have the APO, a- APOE4 gene, which is the Alzheimer's gene, which means that I cannot metabolize fat that well. Um, it's Keto is disaster for me, so I have to be moderate carb because any fat that I eat will skyrocket those inflammatory right. markers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and also inflammation, so homocysteine, um, uh, there's a few other markers, um, losing it. Yeah, that's fine. You've, you've had a long day talking and, <laughs> and helping all these people here. You know, it's, it's funny because I have a client who, whose cholesterol was pretty high, mm-hmm. right? 
<clears throat> so you guys blood work, saw that high, high levels of cholesterol. The doctor at the time wanted to put him on something to lower his cholesterol. And so he tells me about this and I'm like, this is not like, I'm not an expert in this. Mm -hmm. I'm just a little bit, I have some knowledge. And so I said, okay, well send me your reports. And he sent me his lab reports. Cholesterol was definitely higher than it's been, but his testosterone was actually really low. And I said, dude, let's just wait a minute. Let's just see what happens. Let's play, let it play out. So we waited two months, rechecked him. His uh, cholesterol numbers came down and his testosterone numbers went up. Because you can't build testosterone without having cholesterol yeah. in your system, right? Yeah. And he was in a state, he had just traveled uh, pretty much consecutively for three months, you know, where you're going from time zone to time zone, yeah, that's you're eating, tough. sleeping, your body's just crashed out. And so, like, again, this is not my, my world that I live in, but I, I told him, I said, I think you just need to have this high cholesterol right now to give yourself an opportunity to give the building blocks to be healthy again, to, to allow yourself a chance. And if he would have gone on the medication to lower his cholesterol, he probably would have had no chance of raising his T levels back yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's where it's important, I think, as we talked about earlier, is to trends in your in your blood work and not just that absolute number on today, Correct, yes. You know? It's not a bench press number. No, definitely not. Um, is there anything else that you need to get out there? Like, you're always working on some really fascinating um, ideas and projects. I really enjoy following you and, and keeping up on what you're doing. Is there anything else that's coming up for you that you want people to be aware of? Um, I know this pro this online project is a big thing. Yeah, plan. I just launched my website on Tuesday. So, you know, so go there. <laughs> Sign up for the email list and, um, you know, I'll be producing more content as well. And next week I'm speaking in England doing a half day workshop. We're, we're in England. I don't think we're going to have this up yet, but just in case, where are you going to be? It's in Solihull, which is an hour and a half, I think, north of uh, Heathrow. Okay. So for the IFBI, the Tom Plummer's uh, international yeah. business. So very cool. That should be cool. Yeah, you know, I really enjoyed our talk today. Yeah, this was fun. Thank yeah. you for having me. Uh, a lot of people learned a lot during your seminar, and, and uh, I heard quite a few people talking afterwards about just some of the things you brought up oh, and cool. how it triggered um, maybe some ideas that they got to change of how they look at what health is for them mm -hmm. uh, moving forward, which is all we can really ask. Yeah, those yeah, seminars. That, so that's awesome. Kudos to that. Uh, again, this is uh, Dr. Craig Davies here at the World Golf Fitness Summit in Orlando with Allie Gilbert. Check her out online. We'll have all that information in the show notes. Thank you once again for being Thank here. Thank you. Injuries, headaches, back problems. We all experience physical pain in our lives. And the majority of that pain is caused by one thing, inflammation. At Luminos, we've created a safe, all natural pain relief patch that directly targets pain instantly with no side effects. Just apply the Luminos patch directly to an area of pain. The relief can be felt in minutes and it will last all day. Go to Luminos.com right now and start living without pain today.